Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Coffee and Convos podcast where the best conversations happen over coffee. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I am so excited to be here at Gold Standard Studios again with our guest, Melissa of Let's Get You Organized. Yay! Thank Yay, you so much, Alyssa and Melissa. Oh my gosh, you'd be surprised <laughs> as to like how many of my friends are actually Melissa's and it gets so awkward or a Marissa mm-hmm. and it's just like a shit show because they're like, oh yeah, Marissa, Alyssa. I'm like, no. Or if you try to get Starbucks and it's like, Alyssa, Marissa, Melissa and you're like, whose drink is it? Exactly. I'm just like, I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Yay, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Same. So typically how I like to start is just hearing your story as to how you became a home organization consulting company. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I graduated with my BA in sociology from Cal State San Marcos. I'm born in LA, raised in San Diego, dual citizenship in Turkey. So I come from an immigrant family um, that wasn't super... um, a fan of me becoming an entrepreneur because they're super academic focused. But that being said, once I got my degree in sociology, I went on to work in corporate human resources for biopharma companies for 12 years. Mm -hmm. And then I burnt out of that, um, kind of went a little crazy and just decided to launch my own business because I was sick of working in a cubicle. So that's kind of how Let's Get You Organized happened. I just decided to monetize my passion for cleaning spaces and clearing clutter. That is crazy. <laughs> that is really cool. I so how did, like, how did you get into, how did you find that that was your passion? Yeah, like I actually like going through people's junk, which surprises people. That is so They're funny. like, what? Like the worst nightmare of most of my clients is like looking at a garage that they can't walk through and going, oh my gosh, how the heck am I going to get this organized yeah. to where I can park a car in here? And I just get excited like looking at that. I'm just like, <laughs> ooh, work, yay. Um, but yeah, since I've always been like that, that kind of just um, was a matter of finding my passion and learning how to monetize my passion and something I was already doing for free for friends and family. And I just decided to turn it into a business. Oh my gosh. You did mention something. I think it was either on your Instagram um, about your your dad and how he was the messy one. Yes. Right? Yes. So um, my dad grew up very, very, very poor in Turkey and um, worked his way up to become a PhD in molecular biophysics. So he immigrated to the US um, at a young age after getting his PhD. And That being said, he kind of became a hoarder throughout his life. Um, Just growing up so poor and seeing that they didn't have anything, he ended up wanting to hold on to everything. And I think there's a fine line between being frugal and thrifty and eco-friendly and being a hoarder. So Mm. I grew up in a household where there were literally rooms that we couldn't walk through, including the garage. Um, and to this day, he, he's still a hoarder and it's not something that I can necessarily help him with. Um, you know, it, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit, but at the same time, I don't think it super impedes his quality of life. He's still a happy, healthy little old man. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. I would love to hear how, because you said you did this as like a side hustle before you turned it into kind of like your full-time thing. Cause now you're going on to your second year of business, right? Mm -hmm. So you've been doing this for, you said, seven years now? Yeah. So like weekends, um, working in corporate human resources 
was not a 40 hour a week job. It was always salary. I was making six figures in that career. Um, Mm. I was working 60 to 80 hours a week, traveling most every week because our headquarters was not in San Diego. Um, And I was just that classy career bitch that, you know, wore (laughs) blazers and heels and you saw me on the plane, getting on the plane on Monday and coming back on Friday. And I was that girl. And so I was doing this on weekends um, for friends and family for so long or, you know, being tagged in posts on Instagram or on Facebook or LinkedIn, like, hey, Melissa, you know, is good at this, da, da, da. For a while, I had some Craigslist ads up and I was charging like $10 an hour for my organizing services. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a big fan of like with entrepreneurship, figuring out what your passion is, what you can monetize and create a business out of because it goes back to that saying of when you enjoy what you do, it's like you're never working a day in your life, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is awesome. Yay. Um, <laughs> when did you know that you didn't want to make those six figures anymore and you wanted to kind of do what you do, which kind of sounds weird to like the outsider, right? Like, oh, I organize things for a living. Right. It to- Okay. So my family in Turkey thinks that I am like a maid. They think that I'm like a housekeeper, which there's nothing wrong with being a housekeeper. If you like to clean, I mean, I've thought about launching cleaning. Let's get you cleaned up or let's get you tidied up, you know, different branches of let's get you organized and doing cleaning. There's really nothing wrong with housekeeping, but I just think it's funny because it's so stigmatized. Like, Mm. oh, you clean toilets for a living or you, you know, you clear out junk for a living or you deal with cobwebs and rat poop all day and garages and I do. I do. (laughs) But you know what? The joy at the end of the day of seeing my clients realize that their stuff has been crowding their, their emotions and their energy and has been impeding them from having a, um, you know, serene, calm space in their homes. Mm. When I see that big hug and that big smile and that big sense of relief at the end of a four-hour session, that's what brings me so much joy. So it's no longer like, oh, I'm being stigmatized for being a glorified housekeeper or, you know, (laughs) this, that, or the other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you said that you matched basically what you made at your last job. Yeah. So I took a big leap. Um, I've been on my own since I was 16. So that helps because I have always been very independent, very headstrong. Um, I'm definitely stubborn. I'm fiery. I'm super Leo, like (laughs) rah, rah, rah. So that being said, it did make it a little bit easier for me to take that leap because I'd already been self-sufficient on my own. But I, you know, I had a year's worth of savings in case this fell flat on its Mm -hmm. face. Um, But yeah, I basically took the leap. I just called it quits one day and I said, this is ridiculous. I can't take it anymore. I had um, a boss that I wasn't too fond of Mm. and I just left. Yeah. (laughs) That's usually how it goes. That's how it was at my last job too. Like that's like your breaking point. You're like, I'm tired of your shit. I'm leaving. But it's such a blessing. Like Mm -hmm. it's such a catalyst for change and for transformation. And like, look at where you are now. And like, if that nasty boss or that stupid job or that dusty cubicle or those, you know, bitchy coworkers never came into your life, then you wouldn't be here maybe, you know, it wouldn't have pushed you to do Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, which is crazy because like I'm I'm about to hit my year of like freelancing Yay. and like we talked about this too. I'm like, what do we, what does that even do? I do a bunch of random things. But um and 
it's it's different because it's a lifestyle that I knew I always wanted, but never knew that it would look like this. Right. If that makes any sense. Well, like we were talking earlier about like entrepreneurship being kind mm-hmm. of frothy and all this like yeah. girl boss, lady power, fempreneur, da 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 da, like vibe attracts your tribe type stuff, which I'm all for like women empowerment and women getting out and being um, owning businesses, women-owned businesses and, you know, women helping other women and all that. But at the same time, it's like all these exercises that you do when you first start out and coaches you might work with that are like, design your ideal day and like sit and like imagine and manifest and, you Mm -hmm. know, work with abundance Mm -hmm. of what you might possibly create. But I, the reason I left the corporate world was because my salary was capped. My opportunity was capped. I was sitting around waiting years and years for a promotion that was never going to come. And I feel like when you sit around and you design your ideal day, you kind of like cap yourself, like you limit yourself of what you're capable of. So I, yeah, I'm all for doing that. I still journal every day and practice manifestation and abundance and meditation and make my vision boards and set my intentions and do all the woo-woo stuff. But at the end of the day, I also put in work and I hustle Mm -hmm. to make shit happen, which Mm -hmm. is the name of my LLC. Yes. Tell us about that. I love the story behind it. (laughs) So when I set up um, Let's Get You Organized, I did it as a DBA, so doing business as in the state of California. So the technical name of my company is Make Shit Happen LLC, S-H-T. So there's no I, so it's not vulgar language according (laughs) to the Secretary of State. Um, But Make Shit Happen is making spiritual home transformations happen. So... I love that. Yeah. I think that's like what the podcast title should be. Making shit happen with <laughs> Melissa. That'd be sick. And they'd be like, wait, why isn't there an I? I know. Oh, and then me. you have to explain it. It's in my yeah. logo though, which is good. So <laughs> getting new cards made, I have to figure that out. I'm kind of doing, I'm kind of in the middle of like a rebrand. I feel like mm. the first year in business, like true business, I've been doing it for seven years as a side hustle, but it's different when it's like full time. Yeah. Hustle, hustle, hustle 24-7. Like I was working like 100 hours a week during my first business. I'm definitely more Damn. of like a Gary V type entrepreneur, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense to your listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they they all know who Gary V is <laughs> and the whole like hustle mindset and like you could sleep in your dead type of thing. Right. And, <laughs> and I like basically burnt myself out doing that. Really? So not necessarily recommended. Um, it definitely allowed me to replace my corporate salary, which was cool, but – I'm in that state now where I'm like, okay, let's like let the business have legs of its own and kind of chill and network more and build my tribe more. Like you mm-hmm, said, you know, mm-hmm. it's all about um, fostering community and building tribe and getting out there and networking. Yeah. So. And talking about building your tribe and stuff, what are some of, I know you said personally you haven't found necessarily your tribe yet, but what are some of the challenges that you do face when you are like going to these networking events? And I'm sure we all can relate because when I first started out or when I was considering, even like when I started this platform, Coffee and Combos, because I'm like, I need to talk to people to meet them and like, you know, figure out like who, who is it that I want to interview and sit down and have coffee with and that was the hardest part was like getting out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'd love to hear like your experience. Yeah. So, I mean, coming from an HR background, I've done like every personality test that exists. Um, so my strength finders, my top five is um, competition, woo, which is winning others over, focus, um, oh my God, command, and 
I forget the last one. But anyway, woo is part of it. So winning others over. And then I'm an INTJ. So technically I am introverted. Um, but I'd consider myself an extroverted introvert. So ambivert. Yeah. yeah. So like I have to be social at least once a day. I can't mm-hmm. be like in my apartment like a zombie just working, working, working all day. I have to get out whether that's going to the gym and working out with a friend or getting coffee or happy hour or right. even just like FaceTiming with somebody. I have to be social. Um, I have struggled with the tribe in San Diego. I mean, I grew up here, but I like I don't surf. I don't skate. I don't have blonde hair. I'm not super tall and thin. I'm like a five feet tall, like ex CrossFitter that has black hair and a septum ring and a nose ring. And I swear <laughs> a lot. And I just like, I don't know. I feel like entrepreneurship in San Diego can be a little a little frothy. I feel like that's mm-hmm. a good word for it. <laughs> so Frothy. I just imagine like frothy coffee, but like in the least appetizing way. But, but it's yeah. like, like frothy coffee sounds good. Yeah. Like, it's good. <laughs> it's aesthetically pleasing. You can take a picture of it and put it on your Instagram and da da da. But like, is the froth necessary? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so funny. I love that you mentioned that because I kid you not, probably in just in the last like few years, I've like when I graduated college, because I graduated with a degree in communication and marketing, I was like, I'm going to do PR and I'm going to do all these really fun things, move to New York, whatever. Right. Um, and that didn't happen. My boyfriend at the time broke up with me and I was like left alone in the dust because like one of my best friends moved away too for school. And I was just like, well, shit. I have to like start from the ground you have up. To reinvent yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun. It's exciting. But oh, it's it was like it was crazy. Daunting though. Yeah. You're like, ah. It's terrifying yeah. because at the end of the day, you're like, oh my God, I'm all alone. But I was lucky enough to cross paths with Ian and he introduced me to this world of entrepreneurship because as much as that world like enticed me, I was always afraid, similar to you, where or not afraid, but I was always so hesitant because my parents are very traditional Filipino parents who are like, are you sure you don't want to go back to school? You could yeah. study something why else. Why aren't you becoming or a Or like, why don't you get a, a government doctor, job? But or... joke's on you guys because the government is shut down. So <laughs> come on. But anyways, besides the point, like it's been very difficult to truly find the people that I want to build with and grow with and everything like that. Even in the last year, um, as much as like we like you know I've built relationships with like really great friends and stuff we just people tend to show their true colors over time and I think it's just that alone you truly see like who's going to have your back a hundred percent you yeah. know yeah and it's one of I mean I listened to Chris Harder and Lori Harder I used to sell isogenics like um, MLM company mm. but um, I've seen Chris Harder speak three times now um and he's he's awesome he has a podcast too for the love of money but he um has this saying that there's a rocket ship to entrepreneurship you are the pilot of this rocket ship and there's only one other seat in the rocket ship and it's like it's a lonely road to the top Mm -hmm. and if you fill that spot it better be somebody good So that's kind of what I experienced with my ex. Like I was with him. We were engaged. I was pregnant. We had the white picket fence life. I was working the corporate job, you know, buying all the nice things and living that like nine to five life that we're told to live Mm -hmm. by our immigrant parents. Like, oh, you're living the American dream. Right. Yeah. You know, And, and one day I woke up from that and I went, 
you know, I, I don't think that this is going to be the person that's in the rocket ship to the top with me. So Damn. it was a tough realization. And that was another scary leap was, you know, he made a corporate salary that could have sustained both of us. Um, he was an engineer. My dad was like in love with him. He's like, oh, you're an engineer and you work in biotech. OK, you're, you know, you're in. You're in the family, <laughs> you know. So that was tough. It was tough to break those familial bond- yeah. bonds move out of the beautiful home that we built. We rehomed our dog. It was like this big separation. But I knew that that was what I had to do to be able to get to the next level. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is such a crazy experience. I can't even imagine. But especially because, like, you've done all the things that everyone kind of strives for, like getting engaged, moving in with your partner, and, like, building this life. Like, I never got to that point, but I can safely say that my ex and I, like, imagine that. And imagine that, like, oh, my gosh, this is – we're going to have this house. You're going to have, like, three dogs, two kids, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, Mm -hmm. painting that future and having that, like, taken away when he broke up with me and then me being like, holy shit. It took me maybe, like – a minute to just be like, well, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And like, there's clearly a better path. Right. And it was a blessing. Just yeah, like definitely. a corporate job. It was every, 100%. Like, I'm big on, obviously, the name of the company, you know, Spiritual Home Transformations. I'm super woo-woo. I'm super hippie. Like, last night was a full moon. I was <laughs> What all, were you doing on the full moon? All <laughs> up in that with my Are crystals. you a Leo too? No. Well, I'm Leo... So my moon is in Leo, my Venus is in Leo, my Mercury's in Leo. Like half my chart's in Leo, but I'm technically a Virgo sun. I'm a Virgo sun too. Yay! When's your birthday? September 8th. That's my birthday! Shut up! No way! Oh, that's fucking weird, dude. That's super (laughs) weird. I never meet people with my birthday. I'm in as a Virgo too. You know what's funny? But September 8th is like a rare birthday. I think the only celebrity that has our birthday is Pink. Pink, Pink, mm-hmm. and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, I did not know about that one, but okay. He's not really that, like, exciting Home improvement. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Home improvement. You. <laughs> Maybe that's my soulmate. Maybe. <laughs> but I don't know if he's, like, J-T-T. on and popping right now. You Hit know? me up. Hashtag That is so J-T-T. funny. I don't know how – I can't date another Virgo, though. We're fucking crazy. We would just, like – be really clean and like <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> very organized and analytical mm-hmm. and of like each other critical. being analytical yeah. you know like it would not be a fun relationship oh man that is so funny <laughs> that's so weird that is i never ever meet people with my birthday really no i met one other person i think they are yeah they are on the podcast if you listen to um david or stilo suave he okay. has the same birthday and he's like, he's literally born the same day as me. Oh, my god! In the same year, but just, like, a few hours earlier. Oh, my god! Yeah, it's weird. You're, like, and the then, same person. Yeah, practically. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Because, like, he runs a brand and, like, he has a podcast himself. I mean, there's something to be said for Virgo hustle, though. I feel like we're so mm-hmm. analytical and we're so critical and we're so perfectionistic and detail-oriented that, like, being an entrepreneur kind of just fits with that. So, yeah. I get it. Totally agree. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, girl. I just feel like we just got so much closer in the last, like, two seconds. (laughs) Tribal bonding. Right? (laughs) But, yeah, I really – I love – I love the Virgo vibes right now. (laughs) And then the fact that you were saying that you're very woo-woo and you have this – have you always been – have you always, like, practiced spirituality? Has it always been, like, innate to you? Yeah. I I started reading tarot when I was, like – 18. I started reading astrology charts when I was like 15. Um, I started 
this is going to sound crazy, but I started like, I'm clairsentient, so meaning like I can feel spirit. I just read that word the other day. Yeah. It's weird. So there's clair- There's seven clairs, five clairs or seven clairs? I don't know. It's the, No, six. It's the six senses. So mm. five senses. We have five senses. I was like, well, okay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you got that sixth sense? Okay. That movie terrified me as a child <laughs> and like PTSD. Um, the five senses. There's five clairs. So there's clairsentient, clairaudient, clairvoyant, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But um, my top two are clairsentient. So I can feel spirit when spirit's around and then clairaudient, I can like not hear voices I'm not going to go that far but I can hear messages in meditation and things Ah. like that like very clearly and then give those messages to other people so going through um like estate planning like working with seniors or working with children of um their parents have passed and they like have to clean out their house after they die I get a lot of messages during those times. Whoa. Um, which it's not I'm not like a medium by any means. I can't talk back to the to them. So that makes it hard. It's like I just kind of am like a vessel to like give messages, but I'm not able to like oh, that's so interesting. talk back like a medium would. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So Whoa. but th- that started when I was like four or five years old. No like, way. Yeah. So, that is such a trip. I'd be freaked out, man. I growing up with it, honestly, like I just thought it was normal. I thought everybody could do that. And oh. so like as an adult, I was like, wait, I'm weird. <laughs> like this sucks. Like because you go through that phase in middle school, high school where you're like outcast for things that are odd or oh, totally. out yeah. of the norm. And yeah. I was that girl that could hear dead people. <laughs> but couldn't speak to them, so you're fine. It's cool. <laughs> But um, kind of talking about what you just said and then how you get clients who have to deal with like clearing out the space for – I didn't even consider that. I was just thinking like, oh, you go into like fix rich people's homes. I do a lot of that. <laughs> I do a lot of – that's the majority of what I do. But yeah, for sure like um, clutter – okay, so people tend to hold on to clutter and become pack rats or hoarders or savers or whatever you want to call it um, when they experience trauma and loss. So whether that's like my dad being super poor as a child, his dad dying at a young age, him having to be like the man of the family and um, raise his two younger sisters and work with his mom and all that, um, he experienced extreme trauma. And so I can see why that correlates to him being a hoarder in his adult life. Um, But then there's also like uh, when somebody say somebody's really close with their dad and their dad passes away and they're left with all of their dad's stuff, it could literally be a whole closet of stuff that is just sitting there collecting dust for years, like oh, wow. untouched because it's just too painful to go through it. So mm. especially if there was a traumatic incident, like a car accident or, you know, I'm not talking the guy was 85 and lived a long life and, yeah. you know, had dementia and it was time for him to go and it was better that he went. I'm talking like, instant trauma that occurs Mm. tends to make clutter a lot harder of a situation. Um, So yeah, we do a lot of coaching, a lot of mindset coaching. I'm NLP certified, so neuro-linguistic programming certified, meaning I work with people's limiting beliefs, their feelings, and then detachment from those emotions so that they can release the physical stuff and still hold the memories in their hearts. Wow. Damn. (laughs) So... Go in detail about that and how, like, you actually, like, do that. Because, like, I feel like I could, you lo- I could use some 
guidance in that area. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> minimalism is obviously super trendy right now. There's a documentary about it. There's a podcast mm-hmm. about it. There's that um, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo right now show on Netflix that everybody's going crazy about. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely like trending right now, which is mm-hmm. cool because it's kind of that era of capsule wardrobes and yeah. getting rid of um, the excess in, in all aspects of your life. Like uh, siphoning down your calendar to only the things that you truly want to do and not being obligated to go to every coffee meeting you get yep. invited to and things like that. So it really applies everywhere. Um, food, the foods that people are eating, like they're doing Whole30, so they're literally eating like 30 foods or they're limiting their calorie intake or they're counting their macros. So it kind of correlates to all aspects of life, but specifically to clutter and to stuff. Um, so I can give you like quick tips on like how to, yeah. So when you're overwhelmed, when you're feeling like your space is crowded with stuff, it's because stuff has energy. So if you think of, think of the perfume that you wore in sophomore year of college, I bet you can imagine Mm -hmm. that right now and you can smell it, right? So you're literally smelling it right now as I'm speaking. So that is an NLP technique that I take my clients through where it's like, you can still have that memory. You don't need the bottle to represent that time in your life. Or you don't need to keep buying that perfume and have it on in stock because it reminds you of that time in your life. Or you don't need to keep every greeting card you received that year of your life because you can instantly be, be transported back to that phase of your life. Ooh, mm-hmm. So greeting cards, people keep a lot of photos, like physical photos before the digital age. People keep a lot of that. Um I'm such a minimalist. Like, I don't even have my yearbooks. I threw away my yearbooks because I was just... Oh, that's so crazy. Like, who cares? I don't, true. Ca- don't care about any of these mofos. So, like, you know, I'm kind of savage in that way. But I'm such a minimalist. I live in a 500-square-foot apartment. And I heard about that and your transition. Yeah, from the, the, the white podcast. picket fence. <laughs> yes. Please go on. Tell me about that experience and yeah. how you had to, like, condense everything. Because 500 square feet... That's like that's like smaller this room. than the studio. That's like this yeah, room. This, oh wow! Ish. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yep. Um. So it's it's a matter of holding on to the things that add um add momentum to your life or add improve they improve your life. Mm-hmm. So why would you keep that box of clutter? It could be cords that you're like, oh my gosh, all these cords, I don't know what they go to. They might be from old iPads, headphones, this, that, the other, old phones, old laptops. Why are you keeping like boxes of crap like that? Why are you keeping boxes of yearbooks if you literally are never going to look at them? Why are you keeping boxes of greeting cards if words of affirmation is your love language? Okay, that's great. Take a picture of it, store it in your cloud. But why are you keeping like dusty boxes of crap? Whoa. So I had yeah. to I had to do a little bit of that myself moving from a 2000 square foot home into a 500 square foot studio. Whoa. 2000 square feet. I mean honestly for San Diego standards that's like not even that big because yeah. we tend to have like micro mansions where they're like <laughs> 5000 square feet. Yeah. Those are my clients typically. <laughs> like you said, you're yeah. like rich people. <laughs> I can imagine, like, just everything up north. North of this studio is just, yeah. Yeah, or coastal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, San Diego has a lot of money for sure, but I'm definitely more middle of the road in my pricing. Um, we're $75 an hour. We work in four-hour sessions, so it's $300 nice. a session. There's a lot of other organizers out there that charge at least $100 an hour, some of them up to 150 an hour, and they don't do... I had no idea there's competition out there. Oh, girl, there's, like, over 200 organizers in San Diego. You're kidding. Yeah. And they pop up all the time. And that's another frothy thing. 
frothy topic. Please go on. That's I love the word. froth. That's yeah. my new word. I feel like you could just start like a little go- – like not a gossip the column. The froth. Yeah. Yeah. Every beginning of Coffee and Convo is just be like, and now on the froth. You know what I mean? <laughs> and just be like, get your shit together. <laughs> like literally. It should. Yeah. Cut the froth. Oh. Cut the, hashtag cut the froth. Okay. It's happening. It is. Um, But – that's like another frothy thing is like all these girls out there that are like, I'm good at organizing. I'm going to create a business. Okay. But actually create a business, like actually make mm. an LLC, actually create contracts and invoicing and get business insurance and make your first hire. Like I have girls that work for me now, which is great. Um, but don't be like, I'm a stay at home mom and I like organizing stuff. And so my husband pays for everything. And so I'm just going to like go out there and put out Google ads and pretend I'm a personal organizer. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's cool. But you're like giving my industry a bad name by doing mm-hmm. that. Like you're saturating the market mm-hmm. in a way that's mm-hmm. not giving it a good reputation. I talked to so many clients. Oh, yeah, I hired somebody. She did nothing for me. Oh, yeah, oh, I hired shit. somebody. She just stood there and watched me yeah. do everything. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I hired somebody. And we paid her $100 an hour and she didn't even take away the donations or the recycling or the trash or the e-waste or the battery recycling or the cardboard. She just like left it all there and left me with a mess that was bigger than what I had before. Oh, that's shitty. I hear that a lot. Really? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So I'm not a huge fan of the people that are like half-assing it. Mm -hmm. I like when people full-ass things. (laughs) Use your full-ass for sure. Um... But I love that you talked about that because that doesn't only go with your industry. It literally touches the blogger industry that I'm a part of, the podcast industry, the photography industry even. And it's it's interesting to see that people are willing to work or put their name out there as a, let's say, photographer. And they don't really know how to take photos. Mm -hmm. Like that was something I've always been hesitant about was like owning the fact that I know how to take photos because I'm just like, well, I'm not a photographer. And like I would because I would see like Ian struggle with other people who literally just pick up a camera and put a preset on their shit and then like call themselves photographers. Mm -hmm. And it it fucks up the industry. You're Mm -hmm. right. Like Mm -hmm. any anyone who doesn't put in the work as much as maybe you and I did and like have has actually put their names in the community and benefited the community I don't think they deserve that title because they haven't put in the hours they haven't put the effort to kind of like you know wear that badge yeah in a sense well and I think there's I mean there's not like hustle police that's gonna like yeah. come around and be like you're not hustling enough so you can't be an exactly entrepreneur. but yeah. I think entrepreneurship right now is definitely very um trendy and it's you know everybody and their mother wants to say oh my business my company my this my that and they might be working for an MLM company and be going oh my nutrition company or my skincare company it's like but is that actually your company did you actually do your taxes on that company this Mm. year or did you get a w-2 because if you got a w-2 it's not your company company. sorry but like yeah I mean there's there's something to be said for faking it till you make it like getting out there like manifesting it again with like the manifesting it and like oh I live a life of abundance and this is just gonna happen for me and if I put it out there and if I dream about it in my freaking pretty planner that's a dream journal then like I'm just gonna magically be an entrepreneur but that's not 
Like, oh my gosh, it takes so much work, dude. Not, like, once you're in it, once you have your first year under your belt, you're paying your taxes, you're like looking at all the stuff yep. coming in from the IRS, you're like, oh, oh fuck my life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be an entrepreneur anymore. Yeah. No, I mean, you have <laughs> to persist. Like, like yeah. it's a long game. Like, again, going back to my like Gary V, like, hustle mentality like it's a long game I'm in this for the long game if I took a year and I say I took a loss in my first year I would Mm -hmm. still be going forward because the year that I took to do this was a year of happiness joy freedom living my passion Mm -hmm. building my tribe like not being in the rat race and like that is priceless yeah 100% agree with that because though I'm not matching what I made at my corporate job it's like I've had more freedom and happiness than I have when I was there trying to balance everything out mm-hmm. because I planned like a 200-person event while I was at my last job. And the fact that I didn't have to do that while I was at my job and like I had the actual time to plan everything out and I wasn't like as anxious this time around than I was last year or like 2017 – it like made me feel so much better because yeah. I knew I put my 100% in it. I wasn't like half-assing it. Yeah. And I wasn't like, fuck, I sacrificed so much time or I wasn't present because I was busy thinking about something else. Right. And like taking on those different opportunities. And like focus is definitely, yeah, that's definitely key in this in this game is not being scatterbrained, like having your goals and hitting them, having mm-hmm. your SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, relevant, timely, like – have those goals and fucking kill them and keep going quarter two okay now what are my goals quarter three now what are my goals don't set long-term goals like go quarter by quarter Mm -hmm. and crush them Mm -hmm. and that's how you're gonna persist through this long game instead of like scattered energy of this that and the other and i'm gonna go do this and then i'm gonna do this shiny object syndrome is gonna Mm. be like the you know bane of my existence (laughs) but (laughs) it's about staying focused yeah what are some of your goals in this first quarter there so I am a Virgo as we discussed (laughs) and I'm also if anybody's into Ayurveda I'm a super pitta I'm super pitta imbalanced meaning I'm like everything fire don't ever give me anything spicy because even though I love spicy food I'm supposed to have like mint and fennel and coriander because it's all cooling but like I've literally had doctors be like you have too much fire (laughs) stop whoa (laughs) so that being said I've crushed I think 10 out of the 12 goals for Q1 no way we're like end of January um but what that tells me is I'm not setting big enough goals Damn. If I'm able to just do that. So I invested in Yelp ads. I invested in Facebook ads. Wanted to get on five more podcasts. Um, I hired a personal trainer. So, like, I set like business and personal goals. Mm -hmm. Wanted to be social at least three times a week, like getting out of the house three times a week. Um, 1200 calorie diet, counting my macros. I'm flipping my macronutrients on their head. I used to compete in CrossFit and I've like, since launching this business, kind of lost my gains, so to speak. (laughs) So I used to squat to 25 and I used to dead to 55. And now I'm like a little flabby weakling no (laughs) you're not flabby at all a little flabby but um (laughs) yeah so I have a lot of fitness centered goals this quarter I have a lot of business centered goals this quarter and then um 
YouTube is my next big frontier. Ooh. So what can we expect from you on YouTube? So I have um, my channel. I have my first like 10 videos up. Um, but I want to get to the point where I'm doing like a video a day. I'm super active on Instagram Damn. stories mm -hmm. already. Like I have no problem public speaking, being yeah. in front of the camera. I've been on the news before. I've been in magazines before. I've been um, – to like speak at live events before, but I really feel like video is going to be my next jam. I thought it was going to be podcasting. I bought the mic, I bought the headphones, I bought the you uh -huh. know, recording equipment and everything. And then I was like, no, I want to be on camera. Like I don't want to be makes sense. just a it voice. It makes total sense. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So YouTube. That's sick. Here what kind of video content can we expect from you? Probably like five minute videos. People can only take in so much when it comes to organizing, they get overwhelmed. So quick tips, how to do your glove box of your car, how to do your spice rack, how to do your medicine cabinet, how to do your silverware drawer, how to do your hall closet. Um, little tidbits, I think, mm -hmm. instead of like I hate those Pinterest pins that are like, organize your entire house in one week. Like it's so unrealistic for people that actually have issues with hoarding or pack mm -hmm. ratting or saving or mm -hmm. you know just shopaholics right like yeah. in the blog space people get so much stuff for free or in mm -hmm. the makeup artist space mm -hmm. or even in the hair industry my sister-in-law is a hairstylist I have a lot of friends that are makeup artists and they have so much crap and it's yeah. like you can't <clears throat> organize everything in a week it's just not realistic so I I offer no bs non-sugar-coated organizing advice I love that. I love that. What's some cleaning advice or organizational advice you could give us? Maybe like a few quick tips. Yeah. Um, so start small. Chunk it out. Do 20 minutes a day. Um, don't overwhelm yourself. Don't look at your garage and go, this is going to get done this weekend. Because <laughs> that's you're going to get analysis yeah. paralysis. You're going to work on it for an hour. And then you're going to be like, let's go drink. Like you're not. <laughs> you're in, it's a law. It's again, it's like it's um, overwhelming the mental capacity that we have to make decisions. So decision fatigue is a real thing. You can only make a certain amount of decisions in a day. And when you're in a four-hour session with me, I kind of guide you through the session. So mm -hmm. we start with like a walkthrough, and then we make different areas for signs of like e-waste, recycle, keep, toss, donate, et cetera. Um, and that's why I'm there as like a facilitator and a true consultant to the home organization. Ooh, okay. But don't try to do more than like 20 minutes by yourself because you'll drive yourself crazy. Um, step one. Step two, just – be mindful of what you're consuming. Be mindful of what you're buying, not only from an eco-friendly standpoint, but just from a stuff standpoint. Do you really need another black purse? Do you really need another pair of black pants? <laughs> Do you really need another bracelet that you're never going to wear? <clears throat> just be mindful when you're shopping of the space in your home, the capacity that you have in your space, and what you already own. Mm -hmm. Damn. I'm like thinking about like my closet and how it's just like stuffed with so much shit. And like, yep. I've been meaning to clean it and tidy that up. Haven't we all? So funny. <laughs> I hear that all the time. That I is so funny. It's been on my to do list, but you know, again, like put years. a deadline on it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I love it. So, what are, I know we talked about goals already. We talked about kind of your past and what had let you, led you here. Um, I would love to hear more about like your entrepreneur journey because I think that's what fascinates me most about you is that you do have that like fiery drive and I feel like in one of the conversations I recently had we talked about yes you have to do the work but you also have to have the skin for it and like 
know that like not everything you do is going to be like a success have you experienced like what are some of the challenges that you face and um, adversities and how you get over it yeah so um it definitely helps that I've been you know independent self-sufficient on my own since 16 but after that, I'm also very spiritual. So I believe with conviction that this is what I'm meant to be doing. This is my gift to the world and it might not happen overnight. I might not be on stage, Tony Robbins speaking to millions of people every day, but I see that in my mind's eye. I know that that is meant for me. I know that that's mine for the taking. I know that I'm going to win at this game and with conviction, that's how I go about every day. So mm. when I get no's all the time, I get people in my DMs all the time. Ain't nobody can afford that. That's too expensive. Da da da. Middle class. This isn't a service for us. Da 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 da. I get so much hate on prices. Really? Which is so funny because I'm actually priced really cheap compared to the other um, organizers in our market here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I get, you know, I get weird DMs from like guys. <laughs> too like like you you look beautiful oh thank you would you like to buy a session or no (laughs) but yeah it's a funny entrepreneurship is all about putting yourself out there right Mm -hmm. connecting communicating networking that whole saying like if you build it they will come is such bs because like they will not come you have to literally tell them over and over and over and over again that you're there <laughs> and what you offer yeah. in order for the customers to come. So, yeah, I mean, getting told no doesn't affect me. Like, I think maybe being in HR helped too. I've had to lay off and fire over probably over a thousand people in my life. So, you know, call somebody into the office, make them cry, make them tell me about how they're not going to be able to feed their kids oh or. My gosh. That wasn't super fun. Yeah. But doing that from a young age, even dating all the way back to like age 18, I think I just kind of got used to it. So hearing no or hearing um, objections mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily phase me. And so I think persistence is is key. It's what's going to keep you going. Persistence is key. Um, Ian has a clothing line Uh that he started when we first met called Eganomics. Uh-huh. And um, I want one of those hats, by the way. Oh my gosh. I, I would, would like to purchase a hat. Oh, please. Yes. <laughs> um, but like that's pretty much the tagline. Like confidence, confidence is everything and persistence is what's gonna get you through it and stuff. And yeah. Um, and like, you know, being around him and then people who are like minded has really pushed me in this space. And I feel like, girl, yeah. There's been times where I'm like, oh, my God, this is so shitty. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, even just in the last few months, especially during the holidays, I was like, this is dumb. And experiencing my first holiday, not being able to give my loved ones, like, it's not even giving them a gift, but being able to show them, whether that was, like, making cookies for them or whatever. Like, I couldn't really do that because I didn't have the budget for it or I couldn't, like, show up to their house and spend time with them, you know? Um But yeah, persistence is key. And I feel like the more that you show up and the more that you not only work hard, but know that like if this is truly your calling, that you are on the right path, that like those moments of distress and like they're very brief if you really think about it. It's a blip. It's such a blip in the existence of you. Like we're both so young. We have such a long road ahead of us. Like if we're in this for the long haul, if neither of us are going back to corporate jobs, like 
the world is ours for the taking. Like this is yes. literally a blip. Mm-hmm. So, 100% agree. you know, yeah, it sucks when like you can't pay your rent one month or you can't do this. You have to dip into savings or put stuff on a credit card. Like that's, that sucks. Like point blank, that mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah, it's a shitty feeling. But we had this saying in CrossFit where it was like, get mad at it. Like when you're on your last rep and you're like, this sucks. I literally don't know if my body is even going to be able to do this. It's Shit. all mindset. So it's mm. like, it's all mindset. Like your body can do amazing things. Your business can do amazing things. It's all mindset. So like we used to sit there and just yell at each other, <laughs> like, you know, egg each other on in, in competitions. Like just get mad at it. Get mad at it. Just, just let that be the fuel. Like I will yeah. never have a GD Christmas again that I can't give gifts to my family or spend time with them or this, that, or the other. Mm-hmm. Get mad at it. Yeah. Don't let that happen ever again. You're right, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and before we wrap up the podcast, I would love to hear, I mean, you kind of touched on like all these amazing nuggets of advice, but just hearing directly from you for those who are creative minded or maybe want to get into organizing as well, not necessarily like offering it, but maybe just want to start like clearing out the clutter for themselves and really focusing inward because I feel like it's also an act of self-care actually before we close up let's talk about like self-care and how you incorporate that yeah um yeah so I'll kind of tie the two together because um so I have a I have a seven day um decluttering challenge on as like my opt-in on my site it's free it's totally free seven days five minute videos each day worksheets to go along with it like journaling exercises and we mostly cover abundance mindset, scarcity mindset, prioritization, setting setting goals, setting smart goals, setting intentions, what's your vision for, for your home, um, going through different podcasts you can listen to, different books you can read. I have all these like resources and recommendations from my time in doing this for seven years that I love to give back to my audience um, and share for free. So that's on my website. But that being said, I do a lot of journaling myself. I do a lot of um, you know, incense and candles and oils and tarot and astrology and um, listening to podcasts, obviously, reading business books. Um, I have been trying to get more in touch with my feminine side. So being a Leo, like Leo moon, like super fire, 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 mm-hmm. being um, an INTJ, which is like the mastermind, which is Bill Gates's um, Myers-Briggs and like Ooh. Steve Jobs I think was an INTJ too so it's hard to like turn off sometimes um, but I've really been getting into that feminine energy of like you know what I don't feel like lifting heavy today I'm gonna go do yoga or I don't nice. feel like going out tonight I'm gonna go take a bath or I don't feel like um, like last night I got invited out by like three different people now that I'm downtown I'm like social social crazy crazy <laughs> but I chose to like honor the full moon and honor our earth mother and like sit with my crystals and my tarot and set my intentions for the next moon. And I still do stuff like that too, which is totally self-care for me. I love that. I love it so much. Yay. Uh, that's exactly what I do. I was like, let these crystals just bathe in the moonlight, <laughs> you know, and just like all this woo-woo shit. I'm like, my God, yeah. I feel like a cuckoo, but like, you know, it is a form of self-care. And I think, um, Something that some ugh, something another guest had said previously was setting the first hour to yourself if you can, and whether that is you know moving or journaling, meditating, reading something, setting that hour to like do 
something for you before you answer to everybody else. Yeah. And that's like probably the one thing that I like to start my, that's how like I started my year off was just like, you know what? Everyone else can wait because it's all about me first. Yeah. And And not looking at your phone is like impossible. But like, I think Jenna Kutcher was like, put your phone in the other room. Put it in the box. I I listen to that. Yeah. Uh It's just like, it's downstairs. Like even if, there Get an alarm clock, like alarm clock sales uh, mm-hmm. are actually spiking, like no back up from like way. the 90s and the 80s. Yeah, because people are, A, they're not wanting all the weird rays that like we have no idea if any of this is giving us all cancer. But Very true. Like, the blue light and the all blue that light, shit. That too, like mm-hmm. for sleep, um, for sleeping better. But oh man, yeah, like with all of that, um, I guess science, I don't know if it's fake news, <laughs> but whatever froth <laughs> with all the froth um oh alarm clock sales are definitely going up too that so is so funny yeah. yeah so buy an alarm clock <laughs> don't look at your phone first thing in the morning i'm all for that yeah, yeah for sure well, i love it Yay. thank you thank you so much for being here actually no before you go if you could have coffee combos with anybody who would it be Ooh. Okay, I'm going to tell you something that I just, like, changed my mind on. Did you ever watch Weeds? Yeah. Do you remember Nancy Botwin, like, the main character? Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm kind of Nancy Botwin sometimes. Oh, that's cool. Because, like, I – so I always, like, said if I could meet anybody dead or alive or fictional, like, who would I want to meet? And I always said Nancy Botwin because I was, like, obsessed with that show because basically that's where I grew up. I grew up in Rancho Bernardo. So I grew up in, like, a golf course. Like, (laughs) I grew up, like, in a box, like, little boxes on the hillside, that whole song. Um, But I've always had this, like, alternative vibe about me and, like, kind of been the black sheep of the community like I don't know if I'm just putting that stigmatization on myself but I always said I want to meet her I want to meet her and then I kind of like became her I feel like like I kind of like became <laughs> that like crazy hustler that like got out of the like I love it white picket fence yeah, neighborhood that is amazing so okay so I don't say her anymore <laughs> but I would say her like if you asked me a year ago um probably like I don't know probably like Tony Robbins or Gary Vee or something Ooh. just to like pick their brains for sure I love that. I um one of my good friends, she like creative produces his like events and stuff. Oh, cool. So she's around that energy local. all the They're time. Yeah. And I was just like, Yeah. You get to be around Tony Robbins all the time. How is that? She's like, It's amazing. I'm just like, you know, like that that vibe. And I'm just like, damn. There's a lot of San Diego. Like Amy Porterfield is here. Mm-hmm. Um, Dana Malstaff from Mom Boss or Boss Mom is here. Um, Lisa Nichols is here. There's a lot of like San Diegan. Cat Flynn. Um, yeah. Who's the other guy? Uh, Billy Jean, the yeah, marketing that's guy. That's right. He, I yeah. used to see his ads all the time. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. San Diego's like coming up. We're not like second best. To, well, I guess we're still second best to LA, but. Um, yeah. I feel like it might, at least for the creative community that I'm a part of, because I feel like that itself is its own sector. You know, that's all like marketing and um, branding, mm-hmm. photography, da, da, da. and yeah. like all that. But like at least this like urban creative scene that I know I'm a part of and like, you know, this community is whatnot. I, I still feel like we're so overlooked, but we have so much fucking talent. Yeah. So much fucking yeah. talent. I kid you not. Like whether they're like there's this really awesome painter. His name is Carlos Miranda and he uses oil paints. He did the most epic piece on Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. 
and it looks so realistic. And I'm like, what in the fuck, you know? And I just like, why found aren't him. You famous? Like, yeah, why I just you, yeah. found him like on Instagram, and yeah. like I'm so thankful he was a part of my um, event last year. But it was just like, how are you not making money off of this? He's yeah. just like, oh no, I'm like a nurse, and I'm like, this is insane, you know. And I feel like it's just like being able to not only support your community, but like putting others on too, because I feel like kind of going on your like froth thing is that I feel like a lot of those people anyway could come off as very selfish and very only they only look out for themselves at least in the experiences that I've had I've had so many people um that I've connected with who've either taken advantage of my connections or taken advantage of me and um my talent or whatever and I feel like it's time to like not take that shit anymore. Yeah. I mean, know? it goes back to like, like I'm part of Rising Tide um, Society. So community over competition, right? Like if there's another professional organizer in our group, like I actually have a mentorship program for aspiring organizers. I share my knowledge. I give it all away. Just like, you know, the greats say to do. It's yeah. like if, if it's meant to be yours, it'll be yours. Like mm-hmm. share the wealth kind of thing. And don't step on other people's toes. Like that little thing that we see on Pinterest that's like, a true queen doesn't have to pull off someone else's crown. To, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Oh it's my like gosh, to, that's so funny. She can keep the crown. They can both have crowns or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, like there's, there's some, room for everybody. There's room for everybody. Absolutely. And, and it's a, I mean, we live in an economy that that is the American dream. Like my dad was always, you know, being an immigrant parent, like telling me you're living the American dream. You know, you're working this eight to six job, sometimes eight to 8 p.m. job. And you're living the American dream. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this is the American dream. This Mm. is being able to do what I love that I'm good at, monetize it in a free economy. That's the American dream, in my opinion. Yeah. I love that. I freaking love it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, before you go, if you can let our audience know where to find you, follow you, watch your videos and all that. Yay. So I am at Let's Get You Organized, super organized. Um, I'm consistent on all platforms. So at Let's Get You Organized on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. YouTube won't let me do a custom URL. I hate that, right? You need like 100 subscribers. Yeah. So subscribe so I can do that. (laughs) Um, But you can just search Let's Get You Organized. Um, And then, yeah, uh, no podcasts for me coming up, but I think definitely YouTube is going to be the next big thing. I love it. It makes sense. It's more visual and people get to, you know, really see how you're organizing stuff versus like, wait, did she say, you know? Mm -hmm. Like trying to take notes while they're like driving or something. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here and joining me. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing. Yay. And then we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.